Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. God is just doing some great things in our church, amen, in the midst of us, amen. I'm in a series, amen, or we're in a series entitled, What Drives Us? What Drives Us? Amen. And we're going over the drivers of Praise Chapel Fellowship, our, our, our fellowship here, our church here, the drivers of PCLV, uh, of who we are, what we do, and understanding our vision of when, build, and of course here is serve and send, Amen. Come on, we, we, we have all, you got to understand what we have done so far is that the first one was the one of the drivers was that God is looking for someone. Amen. God is looking. God is in the search for somebody. Amen. And then we just finished the other driver. Amen. That we are Pentecostal. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I am not ashamed to say I'm Pentecostal. Amen. We had, we had a conversation at work. Amen. And the funny thing is, uh, my, my, my work, uh, my managers were talking about tongues that, uh, that, you know what? When I was young, this girl took me to a church and they were talking in tongues and, and they were kind of just saying, all right, uh, what do you think about this? And I said, well, I, I talk in tongues. And they're like, what? <laughs> I said, I'm Pentecostal, brother. I said, we believe in that, amen. There's empowerment in the tongue. And so I kind of gave him the, the uh, came a story of the upper room in Pentecost. And so I was able to minister to my managers for like five minutes talking about the day of Pentecost to them, eh? Hallelujah. And, and they just were blown away. And I said, you know what? It's something to be intrigued about, not to be laughed about. And, and so I was just sharing it. And so I, I was able to educate them a little bit. So it was kind of cool, man. You know, and that's what we do is in, in our in our workplaces. And when you see the opportunity, seize it and start. And that's a, that's a door that God is opening for you to testify your faith, because I'm not ashamed of who I am. Come on. I believe in God. I will. Come on. I believe in casting out devils. Amen. And I believe in the power of the tongue in the upper room. Amen. And, and, and I'm not ashamed to say that I'm Pentecostal. Come on. You ashamed? Somebody say, say, no way. Somebody say, I'm Pentecostal. Ike. No, I'm just praying. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. But God is doing some things. So let's look at another driver today, which is the church. The church. God works through the local church. Amen. Come on. Jesus himself, amen, said in Matthew chapter 16, 18, I will build my church. Somebody say my church. And the gates of hell, the powers of hell, will not, shall not, will never, ever prevail. Why? Because Jesus built the church. The church was built on a solid rock. Can somebody say amen? Peter later on said that Jesus is the cornerstone. Amen. The definition of cornerstone is this. As the first stone is laid, it becomes the reference point for all other stones laid next to it. Long ago, amen, when builders were planning their projects, the importance of the cornerstone made all the difference. 
The way they laid and the angle of the cornerstone, cornerstone determined how the rest of the building would be built. If the building was not aligned, listen, with the cornerstone, the walls and the corners of everything else would be off. When we read that Jesus, somebody say Jesus, is the cornerstone, that means that Jesus is the right and true foundation. Perfect, and whatever is built in alignment with him will be right and true also. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, we all believers are joined into the church by faith in Christ Jesus as Savior. The church is a divine creation. Listen, it's God's unique possession. It refers to us as the church of God, the household of God, where God inhabits. Come on, how many know that God inhabit this morning? Amen. Hallelujah. God was moving. You can see that he lives here. He's enthroned here. He, he, the Holy Spirit is welcome here. And that's what you see when these things transpire or happen in our service. It's not something that we talked about in that room before we come out. Okay, Sister Miranda, I want you to do this, and then you, sis, do this, and then I pay $5 to the person to come and do a testimony. It didn't happen that way. God orchestrated that. The Holy Spirit took care of all that, and so everything that was here, God was using him in because this is God's house. Come on, God does whatever he wants to do. Come on, somebody say amen. Hallelujah. The New Testament is all about Jesus. When you read the New Testament, it's about Jesus, salvation, and establishing the church. His church. Not my church. Not PCLV's church. His church. Can somebody say amen? The book of Acts is a story of planting churches, and God's purpose is carried, listen, through the church. Romans chapter 16, 3 to 5 says this. Give my greetings Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in the ministry of Christ Jesus. In fact, they risk their lives for me. I am so thankful for them, and so are all the Gentile churches. Also give my greetings to the church that meet in their homes. And my dear friend, Apennus, he was the first person from the province of Asia to become a follower of Christ. See, Paul sends the greeting to the church in the home of Priscilla Priscilla and Aquila, amen. The book of Acts is about the local churches and the spiritual explosion, listen, that took place from town to town and from nation to nation. We say I... Come on, somebody say I. Come on. We have to become that unstoppable church, church. And we will be unstoppable as long as Christ is the cornerstone. And because of Jesus, we, Praise Chapel Christian Fellowship, have over 4,600 churches all around the world. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, that's how many churches that we have in our fellowship, amen, and and we're over 35, 40 nations, amen. Everything that God is doing on the earth today comes through the church. Come on. So I want to look at six views of the church today. Somebody say six. Amen. Number one, the assembled church. In Hebrews chapter 2, 12, it says this, for he 
said to God, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters, and I will praise you among or in the midst of your assembled people. The Hebrew writer right here is talking about singing praises in the church. The importance of a worship service. How many know that's important? Come on, come on. We, let me tell you, the worship is important, how we start our service, church. That's why we praise God, amen. It's not something we do. It's something that the church is part of. we got to be part of that. So coming late, amen, you miss out. Come on. It's not just coming in for the word. you got to come in for some worship. Come on, somebody. we got to get our, line, our hearts aligned to God, amen, through prayer and through worship. Come on, it's the importance of being part of, amen. We must not minimize or miss being part of worship in the, in the church. Listen, the full intention of the church will not be realized until we are assembled. I want you to catch that. Come on, the, the full intention of the church will not be realized until we are assembled as a church. Come on, it's just not when we're alone in our homes. It's not just when we're listening to a sermon on, on pat, podcasts in our cars, amen, or watching church online, amen. I, I thank you guys for showing up, amen, but that's not part of it, amen, hallelujah. Come on, come on, you got to understand it, it is a great outlet, amen, for the online when you can't be here. That is what online was created for, amen. When you were sick, amen, and, and, and you were, and you couldn't make it, amen, or you had to work or whatever, then hey, I can watch it online later, or I can stay home and take care of my cold or, or take care of my sickness, and I can still be, I can still be in tune what God is doing in our church. Come on, somebody. It is also when we come assembles to keep us accountable. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, we, you, you're not, you can't be uncon, uh, accountable being an onliner. You're accountable in the church. Come on, somebody. Come on, you got to understand. It's to keep us accountable, amen. It's not to be used as an entertainment app on your phone for the church. What are you going to do today? Well, I'm going to stroll here. I'm going to click on my app because I have this church, and I got that church, and I, I got this church. I feel like seeing church today. We hit our phones, and we... Tap into a church. Come on, so a lot of people are using it as a, as a entertainment type of thing or a plug-in type of thing that you have all kinds of churches or church apps, amen, to plug into a church when you want to. Come on, there's a difference, church, when we are assembled in the church service. Come on, somebody. There's something different when we gather as you've seen today. Hallelujah. Come on, you cannot get that feeling or what God is doing or what the Spirit is doing from just your home. It's when we gather here, God speaks to the gathering. He speaks to the body. He speaks to the church. The atmosphere is different in the church than watching it online. Come on. We love you guys. Hallelujah. Amen. But let me tell you, there's something different. They didn't feel what we felt. There, there's something different. There, there's a bigger view, amen. Come on, they just got one view that's happening right here. But there's things happening over here. There's things happening to you. There's things happening over here. Come on, church. Come on, you understand what I'm saying. There's a different atmosphere when we are gathered, amen. The Spirit is activated when we gather. 
2 Corinthians 3.17 says, for the, for the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Hallelujah. That's what you've seen today. Freedom. It's not, it's not control. It's freedom. Come on, hallelujah. We're, we're, this is this is God's house. And so there's a different perspective here saying, God, you do. Holy Spirit, you do what you want to do. Come on, my wife had to tap me right here this morning and say, you know, let the Spirit do what he's going to do. I said, I know, baby. Because <laughs> there's times where, you know what? I used to control the Spirit. I'm just, I'm just fessing up right here, amen. You know, I'm the one in charge. I'm the one, okay, okay, that's good. But, but, but I, you know what? I've been rebuked. <laughs> I've been corrected. Come on. By my own <laughs> servanthood. Hallelujah. Leaders, pastors, more importantly, my wife. Hallelujah. But I'm sensitive. There, there's something that right now God wants to move freely among the earth. We're not going to quench the Holy Spirit here. Come on, we're not going to be here programmed by time. Come on. We, we, we can't tell the Holy Spirit, okay, you got a half hour now to do what you're going to do. Hallelujah. Because I'm going, amen. We get out at one. And so, come on, get, hurry up, Holy Spirit. We can't do that. Imagine if they controlled the time what took place in these colleges. Would it happen? Come on, we, we have to understand today, we're in a place today that we need more of Jesus. Come on, and less food and less entertainment that we're going after church for. Come on, somebody, don't look at me like that. Come on, we got to be in line with the Spirit of God because God's going to pour out His Spirit, amen, and then you're going to be eating a, a burrito. You took off from church because you were hungry, you eating a burrito, and all of a sudden you missed out what God did in the church. Sister, you should not have left. Oh, my God. When you took off, God just did, right? You ever heard that, man? Man, why did you go, man? God just, oh, I had to go. I was hungry or whatever it is, you know. Hello. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, you, you got to be where God's at. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on. Listen, God called his people out of the world and, and come together into the church. Come on, he pulled us out from where we were hanging out. He pulled us out from the streets. He pulled us out from the things that we were hanging out in, being part of, to come into his church. Amen. The people of the world don't go to an app to go find a party. You know what? I'm going to go to a party. They don't go to the app. They go to what? They go to the nightclub. They go where it's happening. Come on. Oh, come on. I'm just going to tap into this, this club right here. Oh, look at that. They're, they're dancing. No. I'm going to watch the club online. Come on. Don't tell me no world people do that. Amen. Come on. They go to the place. Amen. Where it's happening. Hello. We need to come to where it's happening. We need to come to the church. Because there's a party going on right here. Hallelujah. And the Holy Ghost can do whatever he wants to do. Come on. Delete that party app. Delete all those church apps. And get to the church. Now, I'm not saying you can't visit a church. You can't do this thing. But you got to be in tune where God has you in. You can tap into a lot of churches and get confused. It's an Amen. 
That's not, that's not, I'm not putting down on any churches that you're watching online and going in and tapping in, but it's not what God is doing right here in this house that you go to, amen? So you got to be dedicated to the house that God brought you to that we can grow as a church because we are part of that. What they're doing over there, God is telling them to do that. They're doing that over there. We all have a part. And when you start to minister, you start to tap into other churches, you can get confused. And God is not a spirit of confusion. Let me tell you, it's the enemy's tactic to mess you up. Just because it says church, doesn't mean it's a church either. <laughs> it says in the last days, they'll have a form of godliness, but denying its power. There are churches being opened up that are not church. They're a, a, a device to lead you away and cause confusion. Amen. Read your Bible. Amen. Amen. Amen? Don't look at me all confused. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. Come on, I'm not saying you can't visit, tap in, whatever, but you stay faithful where God planted you. Amen. Come on, somebody. We got to assemble. We got to assemble, church. Come on, People who are not part of the church, who call themselves Christians, or who call themselves disciples, who call themselves followers, need, listen, to seek God's direction and find a church. Come on, those are online, I mean, we thank you for stopping in, but my, uh, my encouragement is that they go find a church that they can plug in and grow in. Come on, somebody. And they can get the full benefit of what God wants to do in their lives. Amen. Come on. Uh, come on. They need to see God's direction and find a church. Amen. Where they can go assemble, be part of, and serve in. Hebrews chapter 10, 25 says, Let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Come on, to neglect meeting is to give up the encouragement and help that we get from other Christians. How many know that we need all the help that we can get? Hallelujah. Come on, online is only at one source, but when you're here, you got many sources, many sources of, uh, 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 of encouragement. That's why here, there's people praying for each other at the altar, encouraging one another. You can't get that online. Amen. Come on. I'm going to lose all my onliners right now. Hallelujah. <laughs> but hopefully they come to the church. <laughs> come on. Hallelujah. Come on, we gather to share our faith and to strengthen one another in the Lord. That's what we do when we come together, church. And as we get closer to the day when Christ returns in each day, church, we're drawing closer and closer. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Come on, as you understand, we will and we are now facing many spiritual struggles. Come on, there was testimonies up here of the spiritual struggles that they're facing now. Things that they have faced and they have overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the what? The word of their testimony. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Come on. And you got to understand, even times of persecution is already here. Come on. We need Jesus. Come on. We need the church. Come on, somebody. Antichrist or anti-Christian forces are, 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 are growing strong in strength. Difficulties, listen, will never, should never be an excuse for missing church. Listen, as difficulties arise, we should make an effort to be faithful in attendance. 
Come on, when you're going through a hard time, the church is where you need to be. Hallelujah. Come on, when the doors open, that's where you need to be. God, I need Jesus. I need to, I need to get to church. Come on, you had some hard times in the world. Where'd you go? I hit the bar. You hit your connection. Come on, you did whatever you needed for your body. Come on, we as spiritual beings and, and Christ followers, we need more Jesus. We need more of the Holy Spirit. We need his church. We need to assemble where there's people thinking the way we think or, 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 or know what we know. Come on, somebody. Here we can encourage each other and say, come on, sis, you're going to make it, bro. You got this. We can walk out believing, yeah, I got this. You got it? Come on. In church, you get that hug. That hug, hallelujah. Oh, man, I seen, I seen Xavier. I said, give me that hug. I miss that hug. Mm, he hugged me. Can't get that online. <laughs> man. Man, I felt his beard and everything. He was all right here. Yeah, I got that hug. <laughs> it was a hug. I mean, he gave me a hug and a half. Yeah. He even gave me a kiss. Yeah. A holy kiss. But he gave me a kiss. I said, give me a kiss. He goes, I'll give you a kiss. I said, get over here. And he scratched me. <laughs> Come on. Come on. We got to assemble. The assembled church. Number two, the dignity of the church. Ephesians 5, 25 to 26 says this. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it to make it belong to God. God used the word to make the church clean by washing it with water. How many know that God loves his church? Come on. He loves his church, so we must place high value, honor, and respect for her. Speaking of the church, speaking of the bride. How many know that we're his bride? Amen. amen. And so God does that. God loves the church. Amen. God has invested dignity upon the church. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10 to 11 says this, God's purpose in all was to use the church to display his wisdom in rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in heavenly places. This is his eternal plan which he carried through Christ Jesus our Lord. The churches where, where mercy, where love and the power of God is displayed, amen, we must place dignity on the church. The definition of dignity is this, formal reserve or the seriousness of manner, appearance, or language, the quality or state of being worthy, honored, or esteemed. Come on. How do we do that? For starters, just show up. Come on. Come on. Tell your neighbor, just show up. Come on, every time these doors are open, we should show up. Anytime we're gathering, we should show up. Anytime we're doing something together as a group, we should show up, amen. Whether it's iron sharpeners, whether it's, come on, uh, women uh, of faith, amen. Uh, come on, whether it's whatever it is that we gather together, whether it's outreach, uh, come on, whether it's, uh, come on, Deborah's warriors, our Bible studies, whatever it is, we need to assemble. We need to show up, show up, pray up, fess up, and pay up. Pay up. Come on, I'll let, you, I'll let you run with that one. Amen. Come on. First Timothy chapter 3, 
14 to 15 says this, I'm writing these things to you now, even though I hope to be with you soon. So I am, uh, so if I am d- delayed, you'll know how people must conduct themselves in the household of God. This is the church of the living God, which is the pillar and foundation of truth. When we come together uh, to God's house, we must act right. We should be acting right all the time. Come on, just because we drive in and come into the church, we put on our Christian outfit, amen. Come on, then we walk out and we take it off and become who you are. (laughs) Come on, we should be who we are all the time. We should conduct ourselves all the time proper, amen, if we belong. But when we come to the house of God, how many know that we need to act right? Come on, we need to get things right. Come on, somebody. Conduct yourself as a Christian in the house of God. Listen, times have changed, but the original authority remains. The original authority remains because the Bible is from God. It must be studied seriously, understood thoroughly, and applied faithfully. Paul intended this letter to teach believers how to conduct themselves. You know how you should act? Read the word of God. Come on, you know how you should be a good husband? Read the word of God. You want to be a good wife? Read the word of God. You want to be a disciple of God, amen, a follower of Jesus Christ? Read, read, read. It's all in the word, church. Everything that needs that we need to do is in the word of God. And then we got the Holy Spirit, who's awesome, our best friend, who helps us with the word. He gives us revelation that we don't run with our own revelation. He's there to conduct us, help us, guide us, rebuke us, correct us. He's a good friend. Come on, you, you always have to invite the Holy Spirit wherever you go. Come on, he, he has to be invited. Come on in. Live right here, Holy Spirit. Dwell within me because I need your guidance. I need your direction. I need your understanding. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Number three. Going quickly here. Because some of you guys are looking at me. It's not. It's going to be one o'clock, Pastor. (laughs) Mark. 16, 17 through 18 says this, and these signs will accompany those who believe. We got any believers in this place? I said, we got any believers in this place? In my name, not in Pastor R's name, not in Priest Chapel's name. He says, in my name, he's speaking of Christ here. In my name, you'll drive out demons. They will speak in you tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And they will drink deadly poison and will not hurt them at all. And they will place hands on the sick people and they will get well. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. I'm not saying go out there and pick up a snake. Come on, somebody. I'm not saying go drink some poison and say, look, I didn't get harmed. No, I'm not saying, come on, this. It's not saying that. But he says, God, if you do something like that or if you drink something accidentally my god's gonna cover you amen if something tries to attack you my god will protect you uh, come on it says in my name you can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover uh, they shall be well amen. come on some of you guys need to lay hands on yourself hallelujah <laughs> come on when you're sick not feeling well lay hands right here amen. pop pop an aspirin whatever you gotta do and just lay hands and say amen. come out in Jesus' name. Come on. I, hey, man, I'm going through a bad day. Come out. Get out. Not today, devil. 
Al rato, get out. And close the door when you leave. Hallelujah. Come on, we have that authority. Say, I have that authority. Say that you really mean, I have that authority. You got the authority. Christ is giving you that in his name. He says, use my name and these things will happen. If you believe you can use my name and you can lay hands on your kids when they're having a bad day. You can lay hands on your husband and wife. Amen. And say, come on, come on. We're going to make it in Jesus name. Amen. We have the authority church. It's, it's a supernatural. We're a supernatural church. Listen, if, if we as a church don't contend for the supernatural, then we don't contend to see God move. Then we will be part of the list of dead churches. Like I said before, that have a form of godliness, but denying its power. Second Timothy 3, 1 and 5 says this, but mark this. There'll be terrible times in the last days, and we're in those days, church. Having a form of godliness, but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. Have nothing to do. They're nice people, but they have nothing to do with them. There's no power. There's no Holy Spirit, church. The Holy Spirit is needed in these last days. Let me tell you, people are not going to get saved, repent, and, and get transformed without the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit in every service. That's why it's welcomed here. He's welcomed here. He is, he, he, he has to be part of what God's doing. Come on, somebody. Mark, Matthew chapter 16, 19 says, I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven that whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever loose on earth will be loose in heaven. God has given us the authority, church. When the church is alive, amen, we become unstoppable because Jesus, the Holy Spirit's in the midst of everything we do. Come on, and when he's in the midst of everything, then something's going to happen. Come on, somebody. Come on, when, when we invite the Holy Spirit and say, take over, we have just stepped into the supernatural. That's what took place right here. That was a supernatural movement of God. If you didn't see that, that, that was it. If you're new here, you're like, what was that? That was God. That is just a supernatural movement of God, amen. We believe in the supernatural church. And when the church steps into the supernatural, I'm too excited. I'm trying to hurry up for the one o'clock people. That's all. One o'clock people, if you want to leave, go ahead. Go ahead, amen. Come on. You want to stay to six o'clock? Six o'clock? Let's do it. <laughs> no. Come on. Listen, when we as a church step into the supernatural, signs and wonders will follow. People will get saved. Healings will take place. There is a difference and there's deliverance in the house of God when the supernatural spirit of God starts to move. People can get saved in the midst of a service. Amen. God can deliver you in the midst of worship if you believe. Come on, the supernatural. Number four, the growing church. It is a natural environment. It's a natural environment that is producing and that is living. That's what the church is. Uh, Genesis chapter 1, 11 says this, And God said, Let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the, on the land that bear fruit with seed in it according to the various kinds, and it was so. See, everything that God created has life in itself. 
the church multiplies after its own kind. The seed in the soil of the church grows and it matures, church, and later it bears fruit and releases leadership. Titus chapter 1, 5 says, is the reason I left you in creed was that you might put in order what was left unfinished and appoint elders or leaders in every town as I directed you. Come on, where was Titus going to find these leaders? Was he going to find them in a bar? He found them in the church. Amen. Acts chapter 6, 3 says this, And so, brothers, select seven men who are well-respected and full of the spirit of wisdom and give them this responsibility. The growing church should reproduce leaders. It should reproduce itself. Every ministry shall re should reproduce itself. Come on, if we're the growing church and the mature church here, let me tell you, the church, come on, we got to understand the church is to be self-governing. Now, this does not mean that we're independent, but we're able to govern and solve its own problems. How many know that we can solve the problems within our church right here? Come on. That's what the church should do. Amen. We, we should take care of it right here. We got a problem with each other? Let's, let's take care of it right now. Right here, right now. Come on. That's why we, we shouldn't be taking each other to court. You know what? I'm going to take Pastor to court. Yep. <laughs> Come on. I'm going to take him to court. You know, I don't believe where my tithes and offerings are going. Amen. I'm going to take him to court. Come on, we should be able to take care of things right here, amen, if we are going to be the growing church. Number five, the church should be self-supporting. Local church should generate within itself. We do a great job here, guys. All right? And if it, if it hits you, it hits you, amen, but I got to preach it to the church. <laughs> amen? I'm, I'm talking about the drivers of the church. The local church should generate within itself, amen. Finances and resources are needed, listen, to sustain all that God has placed in it. Come on, we're not here because we're, we're someone special, amen. We're here because you guys support. You guys give to the cause. You guys believe what God is doing here. Can somebody say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Come on, so it, we, should, we, should, we should take care of it. Like someone said earlier, we don't have to beg and borrow. We shouldn't have to beg and borrow. Amen. We shouldn't have to be a burden to the pastor. Amen. Come on, somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, we should, it shouldn't be a burden for the pastor. Well, pastor take care of it. He has a lot of money. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Come on, it shouldn't, it shouldn't fall. Hey, pastor, we got your back. We believe in the vision. We believe in Jesus Christ. I got saved here. God changed my life. God saved my children. I believe in here. I will give to the church. We can take care of ourselves. We do this not just for me or my wife. You do it for God, amen, because what God has done for you, and then he loves the church. Matthew chapter 10, 8 through 15 says this, Heal the sick, 
raise the dead to life again, heal those who have been have skin diseases, and force demons out of people. I give you these things, these, these powers freely, so you can help others, other people freely. Don't carry any money with you, or gold, or silver, or copper. Don't carry a bag, or extra clothes, or sandals, or a walking stick. Workers shouldn't be not, the workers should be given what they need. When you enter a city or a town and find some worthy person there, stay in that home until you leave. Amen. When you enter that home say peace be with you if people there welcome you let the peace stay there but if they don't welcome you take back the peace that you wished on them Woo. whoa hallelujah don't take back peace that you give me amen hallelujah and it says if any home or town refuses to welcome you or listen to you leave that place Shake the dust off your feet. I tell you the truth, on judgment day, it'd be better for the towns of Sodom and Gomorrah than the people of that town. See, everything Jesus had planned was, and what he's going to do through world evangelism depended on his disciples learning this lesson that the church was to support itself and sustain itself and govern and disciple itself. We as a church must be self-supporting in every situation that hits our church. We as believers, come on, must be taught about tithing and giving. It's part of the church. And we can do this and we, say I, I. we become self-supporting. We take care of ourselves, church, because we got generous givers in this place. Amen. And the more we give and the more everybody caps, grabs a hold of that, of God's word, Amen. Then we're able to help more and more people do more and more things. And one day we'll plant our own churches. Come on, somebody. Come on. I don't know about you, but I see some future pastors that were up here. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. There's some, there, there, we, come on. It's time to church plant. Come on. It's time to do what we do. Win, build, serve, send. Come on. But we need money. <laughs> Come on, we're, gonna, we're not just going to give them a gift card to in and out and say, good luck, brother. <laughs> we need a church that will take care of them till they become self-supporting. Listen, when the aspect of worship is violated, how many know that giving is a sign of worship? When this is violated, the gospel is hindered. That's why the devil fights you so hard on your giving. Don't give. Don't give to him. Look, he got new shoes. All these lies, amen. <laughs> I work, guys. You know, I'm a working pastor. And if, even if I wasn't working, you should support the one that's presenting the gospel to you. Amen. And so what you see me do or what you see me as, we take care of our pastor the truth come on somebody but that's why the devil fights so hard on some of you guys on your giving he says you know what jesus said the workman is worthy of his hire and those who preach the gospel should be supported by the gospel ephesians chapter 4 15 says as you know you philippians were the only ones who gave me financial help when i brought you the good news and then traveled to on to macedonia no other church did this 
See, Paul was commending the church of Philippi for valuing his ministry. They gave support to his teaching him and preaching the gospel. He was telling the Philippines uh, right there, uh, you know what, no other church did this. They neglected this part in the ministry. When I went to go minister to the church, they didn't give me nothing. But you guys, you guys did. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 12 says, to recognize those who labor among you and over you. 1 Timothy 5.17 says, Let the elders or the pastors who rule well be accounted of double worthy honor. Come on, especially those who labor in the word and the doctrine. For the scripture says, you shall not muzzle the ox when there, when he, when it treads out, uh, treads out for grain and the labor of the, uh, the laborer is worthy of his wages. We take care of the church. So what's saying right there, take care of the man of God. That's why we bless those that come and minister, the ones that bring in. We bless. We give an opportunity for you guys to be a blessing and a love offering, which you guys do. Amen. But we're here to bless the man of God. We're here to bless them. Amen. Whoever comes to bring something, we're going to bless them because that's what the church does. Come on, somebody. Now I'm just going to shake their hand and say, you know what? Great job. Thanks. <laughs> here, here's a blessing. I'm going to take them out to a meal. I'm going to take care of the men and women of God that come through here. Come on, somebody. Amen. And that giving through you guys. We're able to do that together. Come on, it's not like, oh, Pastor got it. <laughs> no, we got it. Somebody said, we, we got it. We got it. We got this. We take care of our, our speakers, amen. Take care of those that minister the word of God, amen. That's why we bless those, like I said, that come in here, amen. Paul is giving us uh, uh, an understanding how precious the ministry is that is supposed to be valued. Whatever is in the house, in the church, should be valued what comes through this pulpit, church. Come on, somebody. Come on, those who minister are worthy of double honor. Another translation says twice the normal wage. Come on, the minister of the gospel is not to be ashamed of being supported by the gospel he preaches. Amen. Come on, we, we don't beg or borrow. You know, we, we come and, and, and we know that God's going to take care of us. Even when I go minister, man, I'm looking for nothing. They just bless. You know, it, it, when people are full-time evangelists, they just trust God. You know, God takes care of his people through the church. Are you following me? Amen. First Corinthians 9, 14 says, Even the Lord has commanded those who preach the gospel should live from the gospel. Some churches will do almost anything to raise uh, money for the work of God. Amen. All God needs is a group of people who have the power of the broken sin over their lives, a people who have been transformed by the Holy Spirit, a people, amen, that have been washed by the blood of Jesus that will support the cause. That is all that God is looking for, for the church to be supported. A clear indication that the church is receiving what is being preached, amen, is not just in good church attendance, it's not just showing up, but that they will support the gospel. That's an indication that, you know what, what they're getting, what they're receiving, they're saying, praise God. God bless this ministry. I believe what God is doing here. I give because I believe what God is doing here. Thank you, God, for bringing me to my church. Is this your church? You love your church? Come on, we got to love the church. 
you gotta love me too, but you know, love the church. <laughs> love my wife, but love the church. He brought you here. He brought you in such a time as this to hear this. Man, God has done some great things in your life because he's seen you. He's seen you long before we even came. He saw you. He says, I'm going to bring a church to Las Vegas for them. That's how much he loved you. Come on. Then the connections through the church. Hey, there's a church in Las Vegas. Go check it out. There's a church there. Word of mouth. It's the church. It comes through the church. Some of you guys were invited here because someone told you about this place. Come on. Some people, the Holy Spirit drew in here. Hallelujah. And that's awesome. Amen. But a lot of it's word of mouth. Come check out our church. God's there. God's moving. And then some of you guys were brought here because God ordained you to be here. Come on. Transitions. Come on, somebody. God does. He's the great transitioner. Is that even a word? Hallelujah. He transitioned people's amen. amen. Come on. There's some transitions that God has placed here for, for such a time as this. Sister Bloom's not here by accident. Let me tell you that. She's here by a transition of God. And that transition saved a granddaughter. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Come on. Erica's, man, she's, she's, she's saved. Amen. Come on. That transition would not happen if she would not have been here. There's something that she's depositing into this church as a transition. Why? Because we're getting ready for the supernatural. We're getting ready for warfare. Come on, somebody. Come on, people are rising up because there's transitions in our lives, amen, to say, you know what, I need to do something. What God has done in my life, I need to tell somebody. Transitions. Some of you guys need to testify a little bit more on your job. Come on. Come on, don't, don't, don't just come and testify here. Come on, oh, yeah, yeah, let me testify. No, testify on your jobs. When you see that opportunity, jump on it, just like I did with my managers in that little office, amen. Hey, did you hear, you hear about talking, talking in tongues? Oh, yeah, shataraba. You mean that? <laughs> just like that. I said, oh, I speak in tongues. It's not a weird thing. It's a power thing. Let me tell you the story of how this all took place. And they were all right there. I, I got them. They were in a little room. They couldn't get out because I, I had the door behind me. <laughs> And I just started sharing the gospel to them. They didn't even know, but they were just like, they were wild. And then like, and I walk away, and, and they're like this. And I knew they talked about me, and I just walked away and said, yeah. That's right, Pastor. Come on. Don't be ashamed. Last one real quickly. One o'clock, people, you can leave. The food's going to taste a little better. I'm, I promise you. Amen. It's going to be free. <laughs> Pastor's treating everybody. Okay, I'll stay. <laughs> Last one, the Pioneer Church. Last one, the Pioneer Church. We believe in church planning. We believe in supporting churches. Amen. Other churches, other ministries. We support ministries church. We support missionaries church. It's part of the win, build, send part of us. Amen. We support missionaries. We support other churches. We support other evangelists. Amen. We support seven missionaries, evangelists, and special needs from this church alone. 
Come on, somebody. Come on. That's something to be proud of. Hallelujah. Come on. We have a plaque in the cafe. Amen. I don't do this to brag, but I do it because I, I'm proud of this church. Amen. We of all the churches, of those churches I talked about, amen, of all fellowship, we are top 10 in giving to the missions. Top 10 of 4,600 churches. Man, that shit brought you up like, yeah, that's my church. <laughs> That comes through you. That comes to that cafe that you go buy a coffee from, which you donate to. All that brings money that we support to the missions. And let me tell you, they are grateful. Come on, I, I talked to Pastor Ralph, amen, from, from Barcelona, Spain, amen. He was at the conference, one of the speakers, and he said, man, I appreciate you guys. From day one, you, you supported us. Billy Hall, who we have supported the longest, always thanks us, amen, in Ethiopia. And for the waterworks and the drills and the, and the things that we give into, he says, I thank you guys. It's reaching the Afar people there in Ethiopia. And we're part of that, church. That's awesome. That's what giving does, amen. And we, we believe in the pioneer work. We believe in the pioneer church. You don't hear that, that term anymore, pioneer. Come on. We don't hear that, but we, we believe in church planning. And there's other ways that they now start churches, amen. But when we started church, amen, people normally started in, a, in their home, in a living room, and built a church. We had to do something a little different here because we were living in a home that was not our home. So we had to go by faith and say, we're going to get a building. And we got a small little 1,200 square foot building and said, we're going to have church, hallelujah. And thank God that wow, a little part of that fell on me, amen, to, to take care of the rent, amen. And, but then other people started to catch the vision, and boom. Within two months, we became self-supporting. Two months. Two months, amen. I didn't have to call back home and say, Mama, I need some money. We can't pay the rent. Let me tell you, there's been times like that throughout the course, but you guys have answered the call each and every time. And the doors remain open. We believe in this pioneer work, church. We came, me and my wife are pioneers. We pioneer from start, we pioneer from nothing. The only family that we had in our church was a steel family. That was all. That's right. The metal chairs. I would preach to metal chairs, amen, and my beautiful wife and my kids, amen. But usually it was the metal chairs because my wife was back there with my kids, and that was a, the church ministry, the kids, and that was our kids. <laughs> and so it would be me by myself preaching to the chairs. Not really. Sarah was there. <laughs> Sarah had a ruin, amen, I'm... She was not part of the Steele family. She sat on the Steele family. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on. This is the only way that we can reproduce a church. Amen. In multiplication process of world evangelists, we here at PCLV are part of the sand. It costs a pioneer. It costs the church. And it costs those going on, those that are out there, amen. We must continue to challenge couples to go and to, and to, and to, they must spend, amen. We must put our families, our, our, our lives, our future, amen, our, our money on the line. We must be willing to be risk takers. Come on, risk takers are world changers, church. Come on, if we fail, uh, we fail somewhere, we must try again. Come on, I'll close with this. Romans chapter 10, 14 to 50 says, How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him who they have not heard? How they will they hear without a preacher? And how shall they will they preach unless they are 
sent. We must take God's great message of salvation to others. And so, so that they can respond to the good news. Amen. How would your loved ones, your friends, your neighbors hear it unless someone tells them? Unless someone is sent. Church, as I close, this is my third close, I think. I got four more. Amen. This is what drives us, church. We are the church. And we will continue to be the church as we all, say all, all do our part. Win, build, serve, send. We offer it, do this by offering real faith for real change. Let me share this thing real quick and I'll close with this. Worship team can come up, really, I'm, I'm closing. This is a serious close. This is a hard close right here. I read this quote, amen, that was posted, amen. It says, we're talking about the church today. It's one of the drivers, right? When the church becomes optional to parents, it will become, it will become unnecessary to our children. When the church becomes optional to us parents, it will become unnecessary to our children. Do you see the importance of the church? Come on, we can't let our children say, oh, are you going to church today? Nah, I don't, I don't feel like it. You know what? I don't want to. I'm tired. When we start doing things like that, and it becomes optional to us. I'm telling you, down the line, it's going to be unnecessary for them. But if we place value on the church as one of the drivers, then we're putting importance on what the church is. We've got to be at church. But you had a rough day, Dad. That's why I need to be at church. Come on, we're going through a rough time. That's why we need to be at the church. Man, man, sickness hit our family. That's why I got to go stand for our church. For our family, I got to go to the church. God, you, you just got fired, Dad. That's why I got to be at the church. I'm not going to use an excuse why I can't be at the church. Now, if you're sick, there's reasons. You're working, there's reasons. But if you're home doing nothing, you should be at the church. Listen, listen, your kids are watching you. What kind of Jesus are you painting? What kind of image are you painting of the church to them? That you go only when you need something? When it's a hard time, when you need a fix, come on, let's get serious. Sometimes we come to get, I, 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 need, I, need, I need some joy, I want a little quick fix. And, and people come to church for quick fixes. Come on, this is, this is not your connection, church. This is God. And we come to get our fix and get the joy, but we come when things were down and out and we need Jesus more than ever. And I'm going to just show up because maybe, maybe God will use you and your testimony to reach somebody else. But that only happens in the church. Amen. This is what drives us. The church is part of the driver.
Yeah, God's looking for someone. Yeah, we're Pentecostal, but we're also the church. Not only physically, within ourselves and spiritually, but we need to show it physically to the church and assemble. That's what makes us more powerful. Come on, Sunday is our special day, but Wednesday should be as just as special. That when these doors open, we should be in the church. God has something for you, or God's going to use you to give to someone else. And it only happens in the church. Amen? Let's all stand up.